Welcome to the Extra Podcast. This is episode number 236. This is our final episode before Christmas of 2015. And so we're wow. going to have a little see, bit of I, This is the final episode of the year. Of the year. Yeah, so this, this is, is uh, we're done to 2015. Next week, there will not be an episode. We are putting a bow on it. That's right. 2015. That's right. Is the, earth, is the world supposed to end in 2016 at all? I don't know. 2017, I think. Okay. So my name's Greg. I don't know if I said that already. Joining me around the table is Pastor Jeff. Hi. Pastor Andy. Pleasure to be here. Pastor Ezra. What's up? And the silent intern producer, Matt. Matthew Croquet. He just waved. Hey, guys, this is our last episode um, before Christmas, and I'm feeling a little sentimental. So I'd like, I just like for us to talk for a minute about our Christmas plans. I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, you will? When we're on vacation, it's going to be really hard to not see you you every day. Not yet, but I want to hear when I'm not. Guys, can we just be serious for a second? Christmas is just an amazing season, and I'm just. I'm really going to miss you guys. I just... It's going to be my first Christmas you know, without you. This is this is Kenny G. There it is. Ready? Wait for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I sit by my fire, by the tree, I'm going to be thinking about this moment. With the wood crackling. Do you know the Kenny... It's actually a fake... The Kenny G Christmas <laughs> Christmas <laughs> albums and the, the 1940 The Miracles they album awesome. stuff, they're actually really great. They're oh, awesome. Kenny G's a legend. He is, you know, you on the me? jacket cover of one of those, though, he was. He said, uh, I don't want anyone to think I'm religious in any way about any of this. I just like the music. Oh, <laughs> I was like, whatever. <laughs> you really made that album He's for me. He's from Seattle, <laughs> so can't blame him. Good. Yeah. Do you think he's under... Like, people, people have told me that Kenny G is the nickelback of... Mm-hmm. Years gone by, where you know, like everyone listens to him, but no one would admit that they like him. Right, that's yeah. true. Everyone yeah. knows that's every true. song of his. Yeah, but they don't. They're not allowed to like yeah. him. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I, his Christmas stuff's great. There it is. Yep, he. Is I said it. Phenomenal. All right. Well, Greg, thank you for sharing with your with yeah. us your feelings regarding yeah. the. I think you were going somewhere with Christmas, that, but uh, I didn't want. You to. wanted to share something no, though about what we were gonna do. What we're want, doing for Christmas. I wanted to ask you guys um, oh, there it is. what your Christmas plans are this year. Ooh. Ezra, what are you doing? Well, um, just hanging out with the family. So obviously the 24th, we'll be having Christmas Eve services. Uh, do, do, you guys, do you guys have Christmas Eve on the 24th in Africa? Uh, actually, uh, no, we don't do anything big 24th. Really? No. So it's not Christmas Eve? No, it's not Christmas Eve 24th. So the 24th so, not the day so, before Christmas? No. Okay. So... On Christmas Day, though, what in day Africa, is that? The big, the, the December twenty fifth. Okay, it's December twenty oh, fifth, Christmas. Yes, that's interesting. But you don't have Christmas Eve. No, on we, the don't do, we don't do. Okay. We don't do Christmas Eve. People work all day. So when people go um, on the twenty fifth, the big thing in Africa, you have church, church service. So Christmas Day, Christmas Day cannot be Christmas Day without you going to church. So you dress up, you go to church. You're to the Are you nines. going to church this year on Christmas Day? This year, uh, no, I'm not in Africa. Well, that makes so sense. that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go and do that. What do you mean? Do, uh, there are some places that have Christmas Day services. I think. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know of any place uh, around here that they have a Christmas Eve, Christmas Day service on Friday. 
Yeah, but, there's a couple of Reformed churches around. They're going to have yeah. them. I'll expect to see you there. Christmas Day, big day, big day for church in Africa. You know, what do you eat in Africa at Christmas? Oh, we eat a lot of things. We eat uh, something called ugali. That ugali. Jeff Jeff really likes ugali, but ugali really? is a is it's like it's like, if you went and you made like dough right now, and you rolled it into a ball and then you left it outside for like three or four weeks, <laughs> and then you came and you brought it back inside, <laughs> it would it have hardened right, uh-huh. and then you can chew on it while you eat other stuff. That makes sense. <laughs> ugali is fun. It sounds phenomenal. delicious. It is it is delightful. But the the, the biggest is uh, something called chapati. It is, it's like flatbread, but uh, it's just amazing. Okay. Chapati, great, with stews and all that. And then because Africa is warm, we do barbecue too, so there. Right, so this week, this year, are you going to do, are you going to do car- barbecue? No, because it's, it, it'll be probably snowing or cold or okay, wet or yucky, right. so I can't do barbecue, and it's cold, so. Greg, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Christmas Eve, I'll be here. <clears throat> Christmas Day, we will be with Sarah's <clears throat> side of the family. And Christmas morning, we'll do some opening prep. My son, who is, I don't know, he's 16 or 17 months old or something like that, we'll put some gifts in front of him, and uh, uh, he might rip. You're not sure of the age of your child? No, he's around there. I know when he was born. Okay. I know he's over the year. I know he's not two. So he's in that. So he's somewhere between one and two. He's firmly in that middle spot. Good. Uh, And then on the 29th, we're getting together with my family and all my my nephews and, and niece, and we'll exchange gifts and... That will be. A Are crazy you guys still time. in the place where you're trying to figure? It's difficult to figure out like whose family you go to on which because you guys are all everyone's local. Everyone is local, and so we we play the the calendar game starting like I don't know late August. Yeah. Of like, okay, so who has Christmas Day, and you're over there, and then we're gonna be here on this mm. day, and when yeah. you have more children, it can be a little easier because then you can say, look, we're just gonna do Christmas morning here with our family, and then we'll see you guys later. Yeah. yeah, Christmas morning is just the three of us in our condo, and then from there the family shenanigans begin. So good. It'll be good. Is it fun, family shenanigans? You enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. kind of have to say so, don't you? No, yeah. I mean, it, this is public, and everyone's listening, and it's going to be a fantastic time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be good. It's always fun. Uh, Andy, they don't listen to this anyways. The, so. Andy? This is a big year for the Steiger family. Uh, in fact, this will be the first year that we celebrate Christmas at our house. Um, we have played the family game for since our you know kids, before our kids were born. And uh, normally we're traveling down to, to Portland on Christmas, and then we'll you know, spend the afternoon there. But this so year on we Christmas, said like no day? more. 25th. Okay. 25th, oh, yeah. Okay. Is, is, yeah. Is Christmas, so Nancy's Christmas family, is not on the 25th in, uh, in, in Africa? Uh, n- no. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> I know it's really weird. We celebrate Christmas on the same day. But uh, m- well, my wife's family, they celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. Uh, my family, it's on Christmas Day, so that's, that's always worked out well. That's a big tradition among the Mennonite, ethnically Mennonite. <coughs> it seems among to be us. to do the Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. Which is the twenty fourth. Silent Matt Crocker, you, I'm sure your wife's family does stuff on Christmas Eve, don't they? He's yes. nodding yes. Yes, he's nodding. So why? I'm, why? Oh, go ahead. Because Christmas Eve is a thing. Oh yeah, we don't have Christmas Eve in Africa. Yes. Uh, so I'm flying my mom up. Uh, she's she's flying up and she's gonna spend Christmas with us this year. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it's I'm actually looking forward to it. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I I preach all day on Christmas Eve, and mm. then uh, and then then on Christmas Day I get sick, and uh, and 
and then I'm sick for several days. Oh, no. Not good. <laughs> Actually, three out of the last four really? years has been the case, yeah. Really? Oh, boy. Yeah. Not good. So sick, uh, like cold or sick, just yeah, tired just or sick what? stomach, whatever. Mm. Um, no, Christmas uh, Eve, yeah, we go home. We have a deal where we each we open one present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids, Christmas Eve? Everybody gets one present to open, okay. and then uh, the next morning we wake up, and uh, my son... My second son is up at uh, some awful hour, and then he tries not to get up, but he can't help it. Can I ask you a question? He gets, about- his, he gets his little sister up, and that ends it all for everyone because she's got no. She just runs in. She's got no guile, right? She just looks in your face, Daddy. It's Christmas, and how you can stop? How are you not going to do that, Ezra? Oh man, right? Oh, Sophie comes, wakes you Andy, up. Andy, your, yeah. your little one comes. Oh in yeah, your man. Room. Oh, yeah. You're getting up. You're getting up. Yep. So your Christmas Eve presents. That you all get to open one. Yeah. Do you let your kids open like a good one? No. Yeah. No. It's no, always no. like the pajamas. Yeah. Or it's pajama right? pants. Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be able to open presents from my extended family on Christmas Eve, <laughs> and I always was like holding out for something that I wanted, and it was almost never something I wanted. No, it's not. No. Nothing like going to bed a little bit disappointed. <laughs> not like lots, because you know Christmas is still coming. But you're just so does a this explain some of your cynicism? This fact that, you know, you just were never, it never really panned out. like Yeah, I was an optimist until about eight. And then you're like, you know what? And I was like, this life will never deliver what I want. Christmas ruined me. (laughs) We should talk about this sometime, Greg. Mm. Hey, we we hope you have a Merry Christmas, all all you folks listening out there. We'm sure you will. It'll be a a great season. Uh, And all of us do celebrate Christmas Eve, even in Africa, despite Ezra's protestations. They do. No, it's the day before Christmas, Ezra. That's right. Okay. All right, we're going to answer one question from a listener. If you have questions you want us to uh, listen, or we'll listen to them, we'll read them, and then we'll we'll talk about them, send them to extra at northview.org. Here's a question from a listener. They have a question about Luke 2, I think it's verse 14, um, where it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the question is... Is this verse, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among with whom he is pleased, referring to peace between men or peace between God and men? So is this a the peace that's being talked about? Is this a horizontal peace or a vertical peace? So Je- Jeff, horizontal meaning man to man and vertical meaning between God and man. Jeff, you preached on Luke chapter 2 this last week, didn't you? I did, yeah. The, you know, it's interesting about this. The first thing I want to I say is that pe- people who've been in the church for years and years or heard Linus read this in, uh, in, in the Charlie Brown Christmas special will, will note that he reads uh, that the angels say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, on earth peace, goodwill, or sorry, peace, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Okay. That's the King James Version that he's reciting. Uh, a more recent translation, though, like uh, the English Standard Version, will say, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Those are very different, right? And there's a reason for that, and that's because <clears throat> the manuscripts, the Greek manuscripts that the King James Version is based upon, are, are different than, at this point than the Greek manuscripts that are... Uh, that that are the basis for the English Standard Version and the NIV and the New Living and all the all the recent more recent translations. I should say that the more recent translations are more reliable. 
Now, that might anger some people who have historically said, oh, no, the King James Version is uh, God's you know, anointed version, and it was a very good version of the Bible. The Greek text is based on the Textus Receptus for, for its day in the 16th century. It's really good. Uh, I, I'm just going to say, or 16th, 17th century, I can't remember exactly when the King James came out, but, the, but I'm going to tell you that we have more archaeology, more manuscripts, better textual criticism that's done today, and so the more recent translations are better. And so the ESV is a great translation, so is the NIV, so is the New Living, and all of them are right when they say on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased, or I think the NIV, you guys, either of you guys have the NIV on this one? I have, I think I can get it here. This is the 84 version of the NIV, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests, which is more uh, uh, proper, right? Um, I actually think the Greek word that is translated among, okay, is the Greek word en. Uh, that's the, it's translated among in the English Standard Version. I think it refers to exactly what the ESV is saying there, among, mm-hmm. the peace that happens horizontally between people. So the, uh, I think that what, what the angels are stating is that gl- glory be to God in the highest, that's understood there, and on earth, peace be among those with whom he's pleased. That language, by the way, isn't like with those he looks down on and thinks he's really impressed by. It's those, as the NIV says, upon whom his favor rests. So this is not a piece that's being described for everyone, even though uh, the child will be born. In fact, the language is for all these signs. I think earlier in the passage it says that, yeah, the I bring you good news, new good news. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. There's debate about how many all is there. It's probably referring to the Jews in that place, but uh, it doesn't matter. It might be for all people everywhere, Jew and Gentile alike. But the peace that is described in verse 14 is a peace that comes upon those who have the favor of God upon them. So this is this is a passage that many people will point to to talk about God's elective love and these things. We can debate that later. Putting all of that together, my answer to the question is that uh, the best translation of this is the ESV first, and then after that, or ESV, NIV, and then after that, uh, the language, the, the Greek word N, Probably refers to being to, to the peace that's had among the people, not the peace from God to them, but peace among the people. Although theologically, we would agree that there is peace from God to to the people as well, right? Just son, Jesus is a sign of peace. He's the Prince of Peace. These sorts of things. So it's not theologically, it's not a massive debate. I'm just saying that if the be, the best exegesis of this text, I think, would identify this as being a peace among the people, was important. I mean, just on a practical level. Uh, the the church, the body of people that Jesus comes and uh, and upon whom his favor rests, that body of people should be marked by the peace they have with one another. In fact, this is mm-hmm. written. <clears throat> sorry, to, this is written in the plural as well. Right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. The so after Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we have services on here at Northview for the twenty sixth and twenty seventh. And so, because it's not a part of a sermon series, we're just calling it Preacher's Choice, and so I was, I'm one of the preachers for that weekend, and so I was thinking through what to pick. And in Philippians uh, chapter 2, Paul's encouraging the people, hey, 
be nice to each other, put one another ahead of yourselves. And then he roots it, motivating it in the incarnation. And then after that, he gives them the command again to to obey, which is to to be nice to one another. And so it's the, the parallel there between when you think about what Christ has done through the incarnation, one of the necessary implications of that is now how his followers treat one another. So we're going to be spending this weekend actually kind of unpacking that and breaking that down a bit for us and thinking through that and, and what does that mean for us as a community of believers that this is what we should be doing. But it's interesting that that's not really a very, doesn't seem to me to be a very uh, ex- excessively talked about aspect of the Christmas season, this idea of of uh, the interrelations between other Christians and how they're supposed to treat one another. It just seems like a very personal, private me and Jesus kind of season. No? Yeah. Am I alone in that? Well, that and, or the thing, the other thing I've seen is the flip side where people will incorporate is all people in that. I mean, we even see this with like communion, for example, where we'll talk about Mm -hmm. if you got a, uh, you know, an issue with a brother or sister in Christ, you know, to abstain from communion until that that relationship is mended. And I've talked with a number of Christians who, who they have just, you know, a coworker that they've got a strife with and they think they can't participate in communion. Because you know the, the, there's a relationship, fa- uh, you know, fracture there, so that it's any relational fracture. But then I was talking about your relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and I think there's an important distinction there that you really don't. That oftentimes, you don't see teased out. Hmm. Would you agree, Jeff? Yeah, I do. I actually like this is a one of the implications of that. I mean, it, I want to make sure that you, people understand this is a debatable subject about what the actual meaning of. Uh, Luke two fourteen is there. There's a legitimate debate to be had about whether or not the peace comes is among the people or to the people from God. The the Greek word "n" could be translated either way. Mm-hmm. It usually, more often, is among than it is to. So, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter theologically. Both of those are true. Jesus brings peace to the people. Jesus brings peace among the people. Philippians two. There's no question. Philippians two is talking about the incarnation as evidence that um, Jesus gave up his rights to, to not his rights to deity, but probably his rights to his voluntary use of those, those divine attributes. Uh, but he gave those up. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, mm-hmm. taking the form of a servant. Uh, and so as a res- you know, he made in human likeness. And so this image of the incarnation is supposed to be instructive for people like you and I who follow Christ, and meaning that we ought to get along with it. That's the context of that passage, is saying, look, if Jesus is willing to give up his rights for others, why don't you give up your rights for your friend? Yeah. Or for others in the church in particular, right? Well, I mean, that's what we celebrate at Christmas. I mean, here is, you know, the King of Kings, and how does he choose to to present himself, right? Could have came in, in a... You know, in, in power and splendor, but he comes in, exactly. in weakness and humility. Right, right, and that that humility, he comes as a that humility is supposed to be a mark of those who call him Lord. Right, and you know, no no servant is greater than, than his master. We are going to experience what Christ experiences, and he is the model certainly for us to follow. And so, as a result, we our our lives should be marked by that kind of self giving. Right, even the Son of Man came not to serve not to, to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many, mm-hmm. Mark 10. So, 45, yeah. So I, this is, you're right, Greg, this is an emphasis that needs to probably be brought to the Christmas story a little bit more. I mean, I think, in, I think uh, we kind of do it 
even culturally, though, we recognize that Christmas is a time, people will say that, Christmas is a time when people are just a little nicer to each other. So I think people kind of get that. They do. But yeah, oftentimes when you hear a sermon about it and stuff, it's usually focused on the peace that is brought to people. Isn't there an interesting aspect to this as well when it comes to, if, if, if you've ever heard you know, people talk about the economic trinity, this idea that you have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but they have different roles that they play, mm-hmm. and that Jesus is being obedient to the Father in coming, mm-hmm. and that you know, he's being obedient even to the point of death, yep. and that he, that he uh, mm-hmm. follows his mission through to completion that God gave him. Yeah, every year I'm always trying to figure out what to say at Christmas Eve services because you say the same thing over and over again, right? But there are several passages in Scripture that deal with the uh, deal with the incarnation and deal with uh, the birth of Jesus. A few years ago, I did one on Revelation, hmm. seemed to throw everybody for a tizzy, even though that's actually, you know, that's the image. Well, that's what John is describing. Well, yeah, Jesus, Jesus birth made of, war. He's on... the birth of Jesus. Yeah, yeah and he's making war. war. Yeah, that was a great sermon. So as a result, you know, that that is one of the images that we have for the Incarnation. One of the ones I haven't done is uh, Philippians 2, and probably do it next year, but it, it it's, uh, it's a great passage that's talking about this very thing, about giving of, giving of yourself, right, for others. Mm-hmm. But our culture, I man, we, we just push against that idea of obedience, you know, that that we would be obedient to the Word of God or the will of the Father, mm-hmm. and here Jesus is modeling obedience. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So Christmas Eve services are, are coming up. Uh, Jeff, when are they happening in Abbotsford? Okay, so I'm going to try to get this right. 1 o'clock, 2.30, 4 o'clock, 5.30, and 7. So five services. Well done. So listen, you, you need to know this. This uh, podcast will probably be out a day or two before Christmas Eve. I am going to encourage you. If you are a regular tender at Northview, I know that you probably have evening plans and everything, and the best way for it to work out for you is going to be for you to come at the 4.30 and go home by 5.30 and have your dinner. I totally get that. If it's at all possible for you to come to the 1 o'clock, go home, just relax for a while, and then go to your dinner just a little bit later, please do. Please do. Or if it's possible for you to go to your dinner at 5 and then come out for the 7 o'clock with your family, please do. Because those first, the first one and the last one are the ones that have some space in them. So, I mean, but if you like crowds, and by crowds I mean like no seat in the building available crowds, then those other two would work. Okay, so I should tell you though. So that, the best services. Sorry, to the come middle for. three. So the middle three yeah. are usually the fullest, okay? The best services are one and seven to go. For space. We know we have we know this though. So for those middle three services for the two thirty, four, and five thirty. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's very right. We hatched two other rooms that are open and it's they're not overflow rooms at all. They're like what we do on the weekend services. So we have a uh in West Court, which is going to be beautiful, by the way, with with the there's windows, glass windows in there that will look out onto the courtyard with the lights on, and it's really a toned down, quite a beautiful thing. Nate Bosch will be leading, I think, some strings, strings and things like it would be yeah, quite it's beautiful. Be great. Uh, Johnny Markham will be doing in Center Court for those middle three services, and he's being doing kind of a folk. Uh, with yeah, his kids. Yeah, with his kids. It's going to be great, yeah. actually. We've got some really great stuff planned for that. So it will be a really uh, enjoyable in either of those rooms, mm-hmm. and then the worship center will be very full. 
uh, for the kind of uh, the kind of service that we have done for lots of time. We're just a bit in some high energy, real celebratory, good stuff for kids. Although those other rooms will be good for kids too. Yeah, you'll really enjoy it, I think. But pick one of the other rooms if you want. Uh, come to the worship center; it's all good. Great, Ezra. What's going on in mission? In mission, we have three services: the two thirty, four, and five thirty. So this is our first go at uh, the mission campus. We did um, give out a lot of invites when we did the mission parade at the fourth of uh, December, just a couple of weeks ago. So we invited all our people. So we are praying and hoping that the Lord would draw especially new people, people who are unchurched is what uh, the people we're looking for. I don't know how many churches in mission are doing a Christmas Eve service, so we might even have some people from other churches, but I don't know. So we'll see how it goes. So it's a 2.30, 4 o'clock, 5.30 in mission. Probably similar to, that though, that the 4 o'clock might be the busiest one. It tends to be here anyway, and I it, would imagine it, might. it would be. It might, but again, you know, a lot of people work half day Christmas Eve. Yeah. So, and, and some may say, hey, you know what, let's hit the 2.30 and then go home and we have now the evening, you know, the less, uh, late so afternoon you, would evening. Would you recommend one if people don't want it to be super oh, busy? We don't even know how many I people are going to be no there. I have no idea. So. I have no idea which one to recommend because this is our first go. So yeah. we will see how it goes. And then next year, we will know for sure which services, like how to recommend you know, attend this one. Or yeah, we had one. a bit of a challenge trying to figure out how many services to have up there. Yeah. Traditionally, they had one. Mm-hmm. We have two services on Sunday morning, so we thought, well, given the given the regular kind of bump in attendance that we have for Christmas Eve, we thought we'd add a third and see mm-hmm. how that goes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if if you say uh, cordoned off the balcony and you had everybody sit in the main floor, it's, great. it's really nice. No, so even if time. we don't have a lot of people coming and we all sit in the main floor, it. It, it gives a good vibe. The building right. itself is nice. There's lots of options for you yeah. on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. Whether it's Mission, whether it's here at at, uh, at the Abbotsford campus, lots of options. Yeah. So we would say that uh, Northview Northview Community Church will have eight seven, eight Christmas service options for you to choose. Yeah. Love to have you. Thank you guys so much for your time, and thank you for listening. Uh, this was episode 236. We will be back with episode number 237 in the new year. So until then, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah. Merry Christmas.